You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. Thursday, August 27th, 4.30ish a.m., Hurricane Laura, which is a Category 2 storm by the time it came through Natchitoches, Louisiana, came through and uh, that was the beginnings of it and our power went out. Our power in our home was gone and then eventually, before the storm would completely pass, 100% of uh, power was out, electricity was out in Natchitoches Parish here in Louisiana. This hurricane did a lot of damage, um, and we were on a Category 2, which is unheard of to get a a Category 2 hurricane, uh, any hurricane at all. I mean, tropical storm, forest winds, maybe, on occasion, but a a full-blown hurricane and and be a Category 2? Um, yeah, so, so there was, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of damage, a lot of recovery to have happen. So that was Thursday, August 27th, 4.30 ish AM. And we lost power Thursday, September 3rd, one week later, 9.40 AM, the power comes on and my, my boys and myself were at home and we were started dancing and singing. I got the power and, uh, and we were having a good time. We got to get the AC on, the lights are on, they're plugging in their devices, they're playing video games. Then at 10.43 a.m., the transformer blew, and there was this loud bang, boom, and the power's out again. An hour later, yes. But by 11.27, a little less than an hour later, the power was back on, and it was on to stay, and we were singing, I got the power! See, storms can take out our electricity, which remind us how important lights are. Now think about your life and, and the world all around us. Where is light needed in our world today? And you could probably list a lot of things. Like you could list, obviously, you could list politics. Um, you could list uh, media. You could. You might even look at like relationships, marriages, homes, um, the school system. Um, you know, you could just go down the line probably and say, you know, we need light. We need to be enlightened here. We need to be the, the enlightenment that will awaken us. <laughs> See what I did there? That we could go forward. Um, so today we're supposed to start a new series called Sex, Love, and Devotion. Six weeks in the Song of Songs, which is this book, uh, this this play. We're going to get to all of that uh, next Sunday. We'll get there next week. We're going to get there. Um, but today, we're uh, before I do that, before I talk about today, you don't want to miss the next series, love sex or sex, love and devotion. You do not want to miss this, and and I'll, that's all I'll say now. We'll get into that more next week, so we'll get there. But today we're going to talk a few minutes and, and look at how following Jesus is a journey where we grow deeper and stronger in our relationship with Him as we go, as we travel in this journey. And we're going to be in Philippians chapter three. I invite you to grab a Bible and turn there and read along with me um, as we kind of dig into it a little bit. Philippians chapter 3. And what we're going to do is kind of consider this a follow-up to our identity series that we were in going through Romans 8. And yes, we did miss a miss a week um, due to power out. The power's out for a week. And so we uh, we had backyard church and we didn't record a podcast that week. And uh, so that's just that is what it is. But here we are, we're back. This is kind of a follow-up to that identity series that we did in Romans 8. Philippians 3, verse 12 through 4, verse 1. Here we go. <clears throat> I don't mean to say I've already achieved these things or that I've already 
uh, reached perfection, but I press on to possess the perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. Now, this is written by a guy named Paul. We talk about Paul a lot. He's, he wrote a lot of letters that made it into the New Testament. And he says, I don't mean I've already achieved these things. And so you back up and you see that he's listed in the first part of chapter 3 before verse 12. He's kind of listed all these like highlights of his career. He's like, of his life, he's like, you know, I was, I, I, I'm, you know, I can, I can brag about this, I can brag about this, and I can brag about this. And then he says, uh, and he talks about um, having to know Christ and the experience of, of knowing Jesus Christ has has been uh, something that, that that trumps all of that, something that beats all of that. Um, he's he is he is ready to experience all that it, it means. So he says, I don't mean I've already achieved these things, but but I press on to possess the perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. Verse thirteen. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing: forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. But we must hold on to the progress we've already made. Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. For I have told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct shows they really are enemies of the cross of Christ. They are, they are headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things, and they think only about this life here on earth. But we, but we are citizens of heaven, where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, and we are eagerly awaiting for Him to return as our Savior. He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like His own, using the same power with which He will bring everything under His control. Uh, chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stay true to the Lord. I love you and long to see you, dear friends, for you are my joy and the crown I receive from my work. So here's our big idea for, for our time together today. Waking, uh, walking, sorry, walking in the light you have leads you to a clear destination and shows the way to others. Walking in the light you have leads you to a clear destination and shows the way to others. All right? So there's a few thoughts on that about traveling this journey, this 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 way of following Christ and 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 uh, being a light, walking in the light you have and being a light. And the first thought is this. Sometimes you need to stretch. Sometimes you need to stretch or you need to be stretched. The power outage for 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 a week we were out without power at my home. It definitely stretched me. Um, going through this 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 pandemic for months now, COVID nineteen has definitely stretched me. Um, but I know from my time of, of working in the fitness industry uh, that that there are benefits to stretching. Stretching is stress relief. You get stress relief. You get increased range of motion and flexibility, increased blood flow, and, and stretching actually can help prevent injury. And actually, if you can have a uh, if you get a, a, a physical therapist to actually. Um, who their their specialty is stretching is athletic stretching or sports stretching sports medicine. Um, 
you can act, and I have, I've been stretched. They will stretch you. And I got to tell you something. When somebody, sometimes it's, when you stretch, it feels good. You get up in the morning, you're going to stretch those shoulders, reach down, stretch that back out, stretch those hamstrings. It feels good to do that. But when you get stretched by somebody else, for it's for your benefit, the increased blood flow, prevention of injury. It doesn't always feel good. I mean, it does. It doesn't. It's not painful, but it definitely isn't comfortable to be stretched that way. Think about spiritually stretching. What would the benefits of stretching spiritually be for you? So Paul says here, I have not arrived. I don't have it all figured out. I'm not done. And God's not done with me. I'm running the race of life and I'm going to keep pressing on. And that's what we all must do. That's what we all must do. There are a few things that may stretch us in our journey of life. And so what we have to do is we have to kind of follow this example that he gives us here in Philippians 3. And the first thing he says is forget the past. Forget the past. Paul says, nothing in my past is going to hinder my present. Okay? You need to get that. Nothing in my past is going to hinder my present. What can be so easy, though, is to marinate in your past. Do you know what it means to marinate? And I did a lot of grilling because we have a grill. We had two propane tanks, and we had no electricity. The only way I could cook or warm up anything was to use the grill. And so we did a lot of grilling over the past. I like to grill anyway, but when we had no power for a week... And so we will marinate. And when I'm going to put some meat on the grill, I'm going to marinate it. Maybe some barbecue, maybe some Tony's, maybe some mojo. And if you don't know what the mojo is, you need to you need to just Google that. It's like mojo, M-O-J-O, but you need to get the mojo. And the meat marinates. It soaks in this concoction for a long time, and it permanently absorbs the flavor. Don't soak in the flavor of your past don't get a concoction of your past and soak in it now for many of us forgetting the past is easier said than done so let's look at three things that may help us here in order to not marinate in the past we must let go the first thing we must let go of is glory we must let go of the glory because when we think about uh, you know, we get stuck in the past. We got to forget the past. We think about negative stuff, but it's also some of that good stuff. Because Paul says in this in this uh, this chapter of, of Philippians, I used to be focused on all this stuff, good stuff, glory days, but now I'm forgetting the past. And if you go back again in chapter three, the first eleven verses, he talks about the glory days, all this good stuff. He's like, this is this is the glory that I had received, and he says, I'm moving on from that. Motivation from past glory and good times is fine. Don't get me wrong. I want you to to to, to have some motivation to keep moving forward based on some wins in the past and celebrate the celebrate those wins. We all do. We, we we need to. But too often we find ourselves looking and longing for the past glory instead of being motivated to keep going forward. We lose motivation and just want to stay back. So so don't marinate in that, okay? The good old days, I believe the good old days are now. I don't you know, I, yes there's been some great days in my past. I believe there's some great days going to happen in the future and because I believe there's some great days coming, I have hope that gets today the good old days for me, okay? Um, so let go of the glory. Let go of guilt. That's another one. Let go of the guilt. If we keep looking back in the past, we often will get bogged down by our own failures. Failures are often painful memories of failed relationship, doing the wrong thing, not doing the right thing. I've got caught up in that. I, I, I've caught myself, and sometimes I didn't do the right thing, and I'll be years later still going, man, I blew that. 
See, God, God says he doesn't want you to flavor yourself with failure. So don't marinate in failure. When, when we've received Christ's forgiveness, it allows us to forgive ourselves. Do you need to forgive yourself? And if so, why wait? Because Jesus has forgiven you. Stop looking back with guilt. It's time to stop looking back with guilt and realize Jesus has forgiven me. It's time for me to forgive myself. So let go of the guilt and let go of grudges. Let go of the grudges. That's right. I just did a preacher thing. I gave you three three G's. Let go of the glory. Let go of the guilt. Let go of the grudges. And that's okay. We, you know, I am a preacher, so we can do some preacher things once in a while at Awakened Church. So grudges, man. A grudge is a deep, growing resentment towards someone else. Do they deserve your anger and resentment? Probably they do. But when you marinate in a grudge, you develop an unforgiving spirit that leads to unforgiving attitudes and actions. I've seen grudges destroy marriages. I've seen grudges destroy families. I've seen grudges destroy friendships. And I've seen grudges destroy churches. And it's sad. And it breaks my heart. I believe it breaks the heart of God. But mostly when you hold a grudge, you know what? You destroy yourself. Because you're holding the grudge. The person you're holding the grudge against isn't you probably isn't even feeling it. Even if they're, they might not even be aware that you have a grudge you're holding. You're holding on to it and it's weighing you down. You can't step into the light and the life that God has for you if you're carrying the weight of something from your past. So let go and forget the past. So Paul says, I focus on this one thing, right? Forget the past and press on. Forgetting the past and, and keeping forest, uh, focused forward Two parts of the one thing. He's like, it's one thing. Forgetting the past and pressing on. They're, they're one thing. They go together. Press on. It, you, could, you could translate it as to reach forth. Um, this was originally written in Greek. And the Greek word here that, that translates into to, to press on or to, to stretch forth, it, it literally means to stretch. It means that every muscle and nerve is exerted. Every particle of strength is engaged. I am going to reach forward with a stretch. I'm going to stretch forward. I'm going to press on. Spiritual growth happens when we allow God to stretch us. And that's not always comfortable. But this is perseverance. This is endurance. This is stamina. And and this brings healing. And this, this prevents injury when we think about ourselves spiritually. Walking in the light you have leads to a clear destination and shows the way to others. And there are times you need to stretch and then take your next step. Take your next step. A big part of the vision we have to be the difference in in Natchitoches is to be the difference in the lives of students at Northwestern State University. And a part of that uh, next step in, in recent, over the last couple of years, was to become an RSO, a recognized student organization. And we kind of were, we had some good strides being made on that um, before COVID. Um, young lady on our team, Lexi, who is a super awesome um, young lady. We, we love Lexi, but she, uh, she, took, she was taking the next steps as our campus crew team leader, like a leader on campus, engaging a student. She was probably the, you know, probably the the top one of the top if not the top inviter of of folks to come to awaken always inviting students to come to awaken to engage in christ to engage in this this family uh this 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 tribe this this place where you can belong as you change and change as you follow jesus and and uh, she made a change over over COVID and the spring and all through the summer and is no longer in Natchitoches. So she's no longer here in person with us at Awakened Church. And so one of our next steps is to find someone to step into the leadership role. But you know what? That's not the only place. I mean, we're looking for folks that have step, step, 
take a next step into leadership roles with hospitality and even children's ministry. And we even like start starting to envision, you know, what would a youth ministry look like for us? Because we feel like, man, that's a million miles away, a million years away, but, but it could be right here. What is the next step? What is your next step? Maybe it has to do with church. Maybe it has to do with just your own personal journey. What keeps people from taking their next step? See, I love verse 15 because Paul writes, Let all who are growing in maturity and spiritual growth agree on these things. And if you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. <laughs> See, this is the way that the faith journey works. And Paul says, if you disagree with the truth about Jesus, I ain't mad at you. I'm going to let God work that out in your life. He's like, I'm, you know, I'm going to keep standing on the tree. I'm going to keep pre- preaching this gospel. I'm going to keep spreading the good news. I'm going to keep loving my neighbor as myself. But you know what? If you disagree on some point here, I ain't gonna, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to debate. I'm not going to post it on Facebook. I'm not going to hate on you. I'm going to let God work that out in your life. But here's the what you need to do right now part. We must hold on to the progress we've already made awaken church we have to hold on to the progress we've already made you and your own spiritual journey in your family in your life you need to hold on to the progress you've already made so you want to move forward so forget the past and press on to the goal and hold on to the progress you've already made this all works together and jesus helps us make this progress day by day He helps us day by day in our attitude and in our actions. See, attitude, this has to do with what you think about and how you think about it. That's what attitude could be, how you could define it. You can't always choose your circumstances, but you do get to choose your attitude. You get to choose how you react. Jesus transforms us from the inside out, which makes Philippians 2.5 possible if you look back at philippians 2 5 it says you must have the same attitude that christ jesus had and i used to hear that verse and be like how is that even possible that you could have the same attitude as christ jesus had because he's jesus it's possible because jesus transforms you from the inside out you see how this is connected with identity it, it you you live connected to god by spending time with god and as you live connected to god he empowers you to become more like Jesus. And it has to do with your attitude and also your action, your actions. Attitude is about who you are. Actions are about what you do. And they're forever linked. They go together. If you go back to Philippians 2 again, verse 14 says, do everything without complaining and arguing. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God. So if you read that verse, verse five and say, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had and say, well, what is the, what is that attitude? Go down to verse 14. It says this, do everything without complaining and arguing, live clean, innocent lives as children of God. See, I tried to, I tried to do this, this, this past week, um, we were without power and I tried to do everything without complaining and arguing <laughs> and it was difficult because I was uncomfortable my wife is uncomfortable my kids are uncomfortable everyone's uncomfortable the neighbors are uncomfortable we have no power have no air conditioning and it is sweltering the heat is in the 90s the humidity the, the heat indice, indice index or whatever you call that thing the feels like temperature was 107 one day and it was over a hundred most of the days and we have really not much much way to get relief here we were uncomfortable as we could be and i tried to keep this this positive when we had the phone service kind of came back and i was able to to get online like on facebook or twitter uh i was i was trying to like say here's an update for all my friends and family because it turns out they weren't really reporting hurricane laura 
the aftermath, much at all outside of the state of Louisiana, come to find out is that the news media has decided, well, I guess it's election year, and there's a lot of other things to report. I'm not saying this is the, this is the most important thing in the world that's going on right now. There's wildfires. There's, there's a lot of things happening, but, but to have no coverage, to have no updates about you know, millions of people that are, that are now homeless, it's crazy. So I was like trying to just update family and friends through social media. And I was trying to pose. We are, we're blessed and thankful. We're uncomfortable. We are praying our power comes back. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat that. But at the same time, we're thankful and we're blessed and we're praying for those who are not just uncomfortable, but devastated. And I was trying to do that on purpose. I was trying to, to keep it positive in a time that's not very positive. What progress have you made in things you do and how you do them? Because for me, that's progress. For me to be able to have that kind of attitude is progress. Because it's easy for me to complain about the situation and just sit and mope and say, oh, how horrible. But I've made some progress and I pray you have too. What are some next steps you need to take in those areas where you have made progress or you need to make progress? And if you're like me, you still have plenty of room to grow, but we hold on to the progress we have already made. And we celebrate that while we have not yet arrived. We are not who we were. I'm not, I've not arrived at who, who I am supposed to be or who I am, who I am going to be, but I'm not who I was. This, are you seeing this? This is, this is your identity. You are growing as a person. You're growing as a follower of Christ if you are a follower. 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, This is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. See, when you realize the, the context that that, that that passage is written from that letter called 2 Corinthians, and he says our present troubles are small and won't last very long, you're like, that. Being without power for a week is nothing compared to what they were going through, what he was going through when he wrote this. Yet those troubles, present troubles, produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs those troubles. And that glory will last forever. See, that's the kind of glory we want. Not the past glory that we need to let go of, but the future glory where we can keep working towards with hope. So walking in the light you have leads you to a clear destination. And it shows the way for others. And there are times when you need to stretch and you need to take your next step, whatever that may be. But here's the good news on, on in this. I mean, here's the really, here's the good news, you guys. You don't go alone. See, together we shine. Together we shine. A great example of this. Last week, Zach and Quentin, Zach's our worship arts team leader, and Quentin uh, does the percussion, and, and, and they showed up at, at my house for Backyard Church, and they didn't have to. They could have easily said, you know what? We're tired. We're exhausted. We don't have power either, and we we just, like, be not feeling it. And you know what? That would have been that would have been legit. That would have been okay for, with me anyway, to be able to say, you know what, I'm not expecting you to come do a backyard church service in the heat where we can't cool off. I did say, though, I did have some meat that was quite a bit of chicken and, and, and some pork chops thawed out from my from my freezer that I had to cook. So I'm like, I'll, 
I'm going to feed everybody that comes. So there was a little bit of incentive too, but, but Zach and Quentin showed up and they did, did this acoustic set in the heat and humidity. It was, it was amazing. Together we shine a couple in our church named Mala and Derek. They showed this, they came by, they just, they couldn't reach me because, um, my phone was actually not charged. I didn't have a way to charge it. So I didn't even have a phone with me and I'm sitting in my backyard after cleaning up limbs all morning and they drive up and they said, uh, Hey, they're giving away ice down, down the road at this, that's this place. T Johnny's. If you're in Natchitoches, you probably know what T Johnny's is. And, uh, we want to know, do you want some ice? And I said, man, I could, I, we could definitely use some ice. And they took an ice, they took an ice chest and took it, brought me back. A, you know, they didn't have to do that. They just, they just decided they could, they, they had called and they had texted, but they couldn't reach me. They dropped by, took an, took one of my ice chests, filled up with ice and brought it back. But not only that, but they came back with a big plate of, I mean, a full meal of crawfish etouffee. It was so good. It was delicious, and I'm so thankful for that. And together we shine. That's what I'm talking about. Another couple in our church named Justin and Tanya, brand new to our church, actually. They showed up uh, at the at the backyard church. <laughs> only they're only been at Awakened Church one time. They show up at backyard church with a small generator and a small AC unit to run AC in one room in my house. And it was and it was you know. It was that would have been amazing enough, but the, but on Monday morning, six a.m. or so, I broke the handle. I said I think it was three a.m. I broke the handle on that uh, that generator. You know, it's got a pull cord, and I was just going to get it to the shop and get it fixed. And uh, that was my plan for that day. And Justin texted me and said, "Hey, how how's everything running?" And I said, "Well, it was going good till I broke the handle, but I'm taking it up to the." to the shop to get it fixed because i feel like you know if i break if i borrow something and break it i need to fix it i mean that's just how i'm wired that's what that's how i feel um but he was he called me right then he's like man don't fix it i can fix that it's what i you know that kind of stuff's what i do i can fix that in like in like seven minutes or less than 20 minutes and uh that night after dark after working all day he showed up he and his wife and and, and they they took and literally like 10 minutes or, or maybe 15 and fix that generator like like you know and i'm like i can't believe that you could fix it so easily but it's what you do but this is what i mean together we shine we love each other we help each other we do what we can and everybody's got a gift everybody has something you can do and a lots of folks showed this love and how together we shine through texts and messages and say how are you how's your family do you need anything i have a pastor friend in dallas named malcolm pastor malcolm said do you need me to bring you a generator he's going to drive from dallas to natchitoches to bring me a generator to borrow and i'm like man this is this is love and this is what it means that together we shine and sometimes i'm you know as a pastor sometimes i you know as as someone who is always kind of helping others in one way or another i can't fix your generator for you but there's all kinds of ways that i help people and have helped people and it's hard to receive the help sometimes except when i when i when i realize this is a it's i get a blessing when i'm able to help someone else and i don't want to steal the blessing from somebody else so in my later years, I guess I've, I've gotten a little bit better at receiving the help, but think about others. What part do others play in your spiritual journey? Hopefully you are well connected with others who are on the journey with you. Verse 18, Paul says he is saddened 
greatly, and he sheds many tears over those who get off track. He says, they only think about life on this earth, but for citizens of heaven, we come to a different view of what life is really about. None of us have arrived, but we're citizens of the kingdom of heaven. We're citizens of the kingdom of God. So we each have our own race to run, but no one runs alone. He says, chapter 4, verse 1, stay true to the Lord. Stay on course. What he's saying is, do this, and you're my joy and crown. And joy and crown, it depicts the end of a race. It's a scene of celebration. It's a scene of victory. He says, when you shine, I shine. We shine together with the light of Christ. So light it up. That's what I want us to do, Awaken Church. That's what I want us to do, Christian. That's what I want us to do, human being. I want us to shine together. Light it up. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says, A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Remember, your identity is Romans 8. You are more than conquerors. You are more than a conqueror. And here it says, when we stand back to get, when we cover each other's back, we don't stab each other in the back. We cover each other's back. And when we do, we are two or three more than conquerors covering each other's back. Together we shine. What keeps you on the journey when you know there'll be times you fail? I believe it's it's knowing you're not alone in this. It's It's waking up every day, believing you can do better. That today than you did yesterday, better better than you did last year, or, 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 or then it's taking your next step focused on that goal. I can do better today than yesterday. I can do better today than this time last year and taking your next step towards that goal of continuing to be better. And it's a beauty of knowing you're not in this alone. Following Jesus means bringing, being, being authentic love and hope to the broken and hurting around us. And walking in the light that you have leads to a clear destination, and it shows the way to others. So what's your next step? I believe, you know, for me, I would say, you know what, our ne- your next step is, is between you and God. So I would say pray. Your next step right now in this moment is to pray and ask God, God, what is my next step? When it comes to plugging into an area of ministry, when it comes to my own spiritual walk, when it comes to my relationship or my relationship status, when it comes to your will in my life what is my next step lord that's my prayer for us right now that you would show us our next step we are in this together but we all have our own specific journeys we all have our own specific race to run so to speak and lord you know this you created us this way and so lord while we are individuals we also are a collective and so we pray that you would show us the next step Show us the next step, Lord, so we can step into it. And may we say, yes, your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at AwakenChurchLA.